How's it going, everybody? This is uh, the Alex Bromwich Presents podcast, episode 18, and we're recording this from the truck today as uh, I forgot that it was full back, so I turned up at Costco an hour early to uh, do our grocery shopping, which uh, means I have plenty of time to just sit here and talk to you all. So it's probably going to be a bit of a rambling podcast today, and I'm going to do the video again tonight, and uh, so we're going to split out the podcast and the video for today. So let's uh, let's see how that goes. But uh, I know that I haven't had a lot of listeners to the podcast recently because actually when I upload the audio via the web interface, it doesn't give me an option to provide any tags. Whereas uh, when I do it for the app like I'm doing now, it gives me an option to add tags. So that's interesting. But I wanted to go back to a topic that we talked about the other week and that's around product management, which as you, you know is the area that I work with predominantly right now in terms that I'm responsible for a portfolio of service products and technology products. And I think it's uh, something that I was reflecting on. I was listening to the Gary V podcast this morning and he was talking about this and I was reflecting on what he was saying and, and how often a lot of people look towards product management. And it can often be very difficult that we can get an idea in our head of how the world should be. And then we're going to end up ignoring or should we say looking for data that confirms whatever bias that we've we've built up and I, i've definitely been guilty of this in my in my life and in my in my work predominantly uh, particularly and it's clear that that's never going to work out very well for your business your business needs to make product decisions and return map decisions that are based on hard facts not desire not want and you can't pitch one product against another based on what it sells, you have to look at the balance between the cost of implementing and the cost of sales and the potential revenue. Those are the three that you really have to balance with any product that you're bringing to the market. Now that might sound very simple, but as we all know, you can't predict what sales are going to be. And it's also very hard to predict cost of sales as well and you know cost of customer acquisition. And with all these things, you therefore need to be able to design your product and your business so that you have the right ratios between this. So you need to make sure that you don't pick a business where you're running on a wafer thin margin. If you're picking a business where your margin is wafer thin, you're picking a business where you're going to be struggling for your whole entire life of working in that business. You know, if you're running on a few percentage points of, of profit, then any change in advertising costs, any change in distribution costs, you know, if, if the, the, the cost of gas goes up, and so, you know, the cost of a liter of gas goes up by, you know, 50 euro cents or something like that, or sorry, I should say, a liter of petrol goes up by 50 pence, that's going to completely ruin your profit margin. That's not a good business to be in. Why would you make a conscious decision in the beginning to go into such a business? You need to evaluate these things beforehand and understand how much headspace in your business model do you have to be able to flex things such as pricing, marketing, customer acquisition, and all that other good stuff, adding features as well. And there's a very true statement that I heard from Russell Brunson, and if you, and any of you don't know who Russell Brunson is, Russell Brunson is the guy who invented a company called ClickFunnels or founded a company, joint founded a company called ClickFunnels. And he's an online marketing, I'm going to call him a guru because I think that he deserves that title. 
he really walks the talk of what he says and he really puts together really strong plans on how to grow online businesses and how to design online businesses to be profitable, which I think is a really key thing. And he says that the winner in any market is the company that can afford to spend the most to acquire a customer. Let me repeat that. The winner in any market is the company that can afford to spend the most money to acquire customers. So what does that mean? That means that you can afford to spend more cash on advertising. You can afford to spend more money on engagement with consumers. And you can probably do that because your margin on your product is healthy. If you don't have a healthy margin on your product, then you're going to be looking to leverage other things and see what else is going on. And if your competitors have wafer thin margins because they're trying to compete on cost with you, then eventually they're not going to be able to afford to spend the amount of money that you could spend on customer acquisition. And so any market which determines that the differentiator is price is also not going to be a good market to be going into. You need to find ways to differentiate your business on other things rather than price. And one of the key things that I see that have made a big difference, and I think this is also something that I learned from Russell Brunson, is really top of the funnel marketing. And then I'm not necessarily talking about direct sales and selling and direct marketing. I'm talking about building reputation, building personal brands, building the brand of whatever it is you're selling. I won't go into the specific details of this example because then it will show exactly where I live and uh, just for the record of the internet, I, I'd rather people had to do a bit more work of finding that out than, uh, than me actually just straight off telling them. But the development where I live is a great example of the power of marketing versus not putting effort into marketing. So in the development where I live, they've done a really, really good job of firstly designing development in a good way they're doing a really excellent job in terms of marketing the development. When you drive down our road, there are about six different developments on our road between the main road and where we live, maybe, maybe five. And our development just pops out like the others wouldn't, you, you, you wouldn't guess. It's branded to be more of a local Texan ranch development. So it's called ranch and it has this beautiful bright white picket fence going the whole length of the development along the road. They have these huge signs advertising the different features that the development has, you know, like we have a dog park and they haven't just said dog park, they've called it Scouts Corner. You know, they also, we have a tree house, we have a walking trail. They've got these huge signs and you drive along and you can't help but have your eye drawn to our development and these signs that are advertising the feature of our development. The development on exactly the other side of the road, completely opposite to us, has nothing like that at all. Absolutely nothing. They have a bunch of small crappy signs from different builders saying just drive in here, but there's nothing to get you emotionally engaged with that development and excited about what that development has. And Funnily enough, when you look at the results, our development is selling out extremely quickly. The house prices are doing very well already, even on the resale market. The other development, they've had to get rid of three builders in the last 18 months. They can't even find people to build houses there, let alone find people to buy houses. The sales rates are slowing down in the, in the area for new houses, yet in our developments, they're going as strong as ever. 
And to, to, to add on to that, the developer, the marketing team for the developers also do a great job of holding a lot of events locally as well. So we have a really active Facebook group for residents. We also have a really active social calendar that's, that's held by the HOA team who obviously work for the developers. And they also have a lot of public events as well. So whenever we have a big event like a Halloween event or a harvest event, or I'm assuming there will be some Christmas events, prospective buyers can also come and join that and meet people in the community as well. So they've created what I think is a great blueprint for what you know what you need to do in order to be good at top of the funnel marketing. Because you're not really out there going and shoving house prices down people's throats. What you're doing is you're just basically doing reputation marketing on the development. And that seems to be just in that little example, something that's really valuable. And this is what Russell Brunson talks about when it comes to online businesses as well. He says it's not good enough to just have a singular product. You need to overwhelm customers with the amount of value that you're willing to put in and the amount of personal time that you're willing to put into your your sales and your and your marketing and your engagement with your customers. Because once you've also acquired a customer, that's going to be your best source of research as to what else you can sell to them. And you need to engage with them every day, you know, obsessively in order to understand how you can more fulfill their needs in whatever niche it is that you're doing. So many businesses get very lazy with just a little smattering of advertising and they have a single product. They ship it over from China and then they just drop the product and then they're not interested in anything more or they just go into damage limitation where they're like, please phone this number rather than complaining on Amazon about this product because we don't want negative reviews and things like that and we don't want to be scored down in Amazon's algorithm because our returns are too high. So call us and we'll just send you the free stuff first. And a lot of people do that sort of negative reputation marketing as in it's a damage limitation exercise when they could do much more in terms of a damage building, uh, sorry, reputation building exercise in bringing you into a community, in engaging with you positively about the use of it, in talking and giving you more information about how you could use the product. But you see very little of that and uh, it's definitely the better way to go and I'm sure it's the more profitable way to go. And we're going to be testing a little bit of this, you know, in the future as well, Alina and I, and we're going to be uh, starting a few little side online businesses to test out some of these methods as well. And uh, we're hoping to bring those to, to market, you know, starting in the coming months and what have you. Don't know exactly what they're all going to be, but the, the first one is definitely uh, solidifying as we're getting the, the content of that product uh, already sorted and I'm also currently you, you all know I'm, I'm a big lover of coffee so I'm also looking to work on with a couple of coffee companies to do some affiliate marketing as well so we're going to see how that goes but anyway a bit of a rambling episode maybe um, I hope that you've managed to get some value out of this I think there's some good points that I've been able to to, to, to make into this and I think it's important that you understand not only what the economics are of the market that you're playing into, but also what the market economics are as well. What is the marketing capital that you can generate? And in most markets, there will be a marketing capital that you're able to generate over others. You just need to be a bit creative and a bit more hardworking than others. And fortunately, that's not usually that hard. So um, hit me up with uh, some comments if you like this episode, if you find it valuable. Let me know what you think about what I'm saying. If you're a fan of Russell Brunson as well, give me a shout out because uh, I really like to hear that sort of thing. And uh, I'll hope to catch you all tomorrow on the podcast. Cheers.